0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. What did Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. The tension
1: grows.
0: the whistle blows. The clock goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, the players bump. And welcome to the new edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. My name is Jimmy Murphy. I'm joined by one of the biggest Bruins fans there is out there. Uh, You've heard him plenty of times on this network, and his name is Joe Gill. Joe, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good, Jim. How are you? Looking forward to this new endeavor. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to be uh, one of the new hosts of the Bruins Beat, uh, and even more so to uh, join the... Family uh, that is CLNS, and I want to thank uh, thank our men uh, Sean and Nick and uh, for getting us on board here. And I, I think we're going to form a an interesting comical musical, and of course hockey knowledgeable uh, diabolical, comical. diabolical, yeah. diabolical, <laughs> In- insane. Yep. We could go on with a lot of interesting superlatives here, but uh, you know, jo- jo- let me you know. For those that are maybe listening now because they followed me in the past and they're new to this, yep. uh, to this network and to this uh, this podcast that is now in its 80th edition, uh, let me get a little background on you. Why don't you, why don't you give us uh, a little synopsis? Of, sure. You know where your Bruins passion came from and how you got involved with CLNS. Uh, sure. And I know this will be refreshing some of the current listeners, but. Yes. You're getting some new ones now, so let them know what you're about.
1: Sure thing. Okay, well, we'll just start off with, uh, you know, uh, the Bruins fandom that I uh, have in my blood, in my DNA, if you will. I've uh, been a fan, so I'm 44. I've been a fan probably since, you may, uh, You can probably remind me when Pete Peters played, right, for the Bruins. Oh, I think that was early like
0: 80s. 82, 83, yeah, yeah, right?
1: Who knows? Yeah, I remember uh, as a little kid. That's
0: right, when I got it near too, buddy. What's that? That's right when I started watching a team, when I started going to the games at the old garden with my grandfather. Yeah. Hey, here we go.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that kind of reminds because uh, I remember one of the few things in my childhood that I, that I kind of remember is that uh, I drew a picture of Pete Peters as a brick wall, right, at 10 years old. So uh, it was him. I met Rick Middleton at the uh, the ground round in North Reading. So that was another big moment for me. Um, and then also <laughs> He's I grew up.
0: character, isn't he?
1: Oh, uh, oh, nifty! He's great. Yeah, I mean, meeting a Bruins player and you know going to the ground round with the popcorn on the floor—you can't beat that. Um, and then uh, I grew up in Wilmington, so we all know what uh, was in Wilmington, Restouche. So, um, as a teenager, my you know in the heyday in the late you know eighties, early nineties, when they had those two cup runs against Edmonton, uh, my friends and I would always hang out at Restouche, waiting for uh, waiting for the guys to come out and get autographs and all that stuff. And you know, I met Neely and Oates and Bork and. Um, you know some guys I probably you know Andy Moog, who was my favorite player in the world who kind of broke my heart because he was a complete jerk uh, when I met him. So, um, but just like you know I've been a fandom I've had, and then of course you know you know as I got older you know I've I probably watched pretty much every single game if I could until the last couple of years. Jim, honest to God, before this turnaround made the playoffs issue, the last two or three years with Shirelli, I was just. I was kind of losing my mind. After the cup win, I mean, it was great. Probably one of the best moments of my sports life and probably life after my my marriage and my son. It's probably number three, and sometimes those could shift. I'm kidding. Um, and, uh, you know, crying like a baby when they won. And, you know, I could say that. Uh, I feel okay with my, my manhood to say that. Um, That's
0: fine. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, um, it was just a um, great moment. I just thought they were going to do, uh, you know, beat the next L.A. Kings or Chicago Blackhawks and have a little mini dynasty going we know 13 they were close but uh just the way shirelli kind of backed themselves in a major <laughs> corner with the salary <laughs> cap and the and the scout you know and the draft picks and all that stuff that's kind of when and, and you know stuff was going south and i was questioning the leadership of the team and everything and it was like into the point where i think right before when claude got fired and a little bit prior to they were just hard to watch <laughs> they were really testing my fandom man um at that point, but then when they got rid of Claude, I was calling for Claude's head for a couple of years. Um,
0: well, you're, you know what? You and me going to have some good arguments. I like this. I know. I know. You're, I, you're, I, I've you're got, got some. I've got some inside info that I'm going to bring you on this show that uh, that may change that point of view you're talking of. I know um, you're a Claude guy Claude and Claude guy. Peter. No, it's not about being a Claude guy. It's about just facts and the truth, and that's something we'll uh, we'll definitely. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I, I love be to be enlightened. From, uh, the rumors that 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 circulated around this town and the agenda that was set down yeah. uh, from the Jacobs clan, who I think we mutually oh could agree yeah, I know propaganda machine. spies. Like yeah, I, I think then, we can both uh, say that you know we may argue, but we're going to be in the same boat there. That I don't think I, I find it hard for anyone to defend Jeremy Jacobs. I, nope. I just yeah, no matter what.
1: No, I mean, every, you know, you probably, I mean, I I heard a lot of people like, well, you know, they're spending money now. This isn't the 80s and, uh, you know, and so forth. When they were one or two players away from winning those cups against Edmonton, they're different, you know, they're spending the money and all that stuff. Well, I mean, they weren't spending it wisely. (laughs) What's (laughs) that?
0: that? Yeah, that's great. They're spending money. They're spending just the same as uh, more than half the league because there's a cap that was created by Jacob himself. I you mean, know? he basically, he, he made the league the way he likes to run his team. And create his know? own monster, yeah. So, I don't think he should be c- credited, but you know what? We don't have enough time because we're doing a <laughs> I, I just
1: think you're talking about it for
0: months. Voyage, but, uh, all right, I like your background there. We obviously come from, uh, we're obviously in the same age group. We obviously uh, come from the same era. I grew up my in Boston, and whether people believe it or not in my tweets, because I'm always bashing the Bruins, uh, because I just think there's been plenty to bash lately, as you point out there. Um, I I think that, you know, I hope they can remember when they listen to us that, like you, I was a diehard fan too. I I probably went to every home game. I probably went to, I'd say, 83% of the home games at Boston Garden uh, from 1983, to 1995, when when the thing shut down, and when my sister and I were like, I guess two out of the last ten to leave the the building, we found out. And the next day, we we're on the front page of the Boston Herald, the Boston Globe, saying so two oh, no fans way. can't leave. Yep. So I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, people forget like us hockey media writers, radios, whatever you want to call me. We 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 end up in this job because a we we sucked as players and we couldn't, we couldn't make this play. <laughs> and, and B, uh, you know, most of us are kind of the Cliff Clavins of the sport we cover. Right. You know, it's, our, yep. it's a passion. So of course I was a fan before, but as I tried to do in the, my later years of, of being a fan, as opposed to just a fan and media, it, it I, I want to tell it like I see it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I hope to bring to this show. You, people may not agree with it. It may not, be the popular view it may not be what you've heard or what others have heard but I'm gonna tell you what I know and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there and and tell you like I see it and I hope that uh the listeners will enjoy that I hope you can enjoy that too Joe and I I I think already I know from our experiences in person and on the air I, I think that we respect each other's opinions whether they differ or not
1: well, I mean, I know you and I talked about blog my Palooza event about, you know, when Tuca was getting crucified uh, for various reasons, and I know you have some information about that. And I think, you know, the case in point, you know, I think he gets a bad rap in this town because I do think he's still a top-five goalie, um, and the Bruins would not have even been in probably position to make the playoffs by a few points those two years they missed it, and to make it this year if it wasn't for him. So, you know, people are just so uh, – short-sighted, you know, uh, and, yeah. they, and they, you know, they got the Tim Thomas militia, you know what I mean, the Tim Thomas uh, uh, footy-wearing pajama crew out there, like, that dude's never coming back. He had, I had a big argument with people, like, he had one historic year, and if you look at the rest of his career, he was
0: average. <laughs> I, I, I'd i say he had more three historic years. I mean, remember, he did win a Veziner in '09 too, Okay. Know, right, so, but, I mean, I know I know what you're saying. He wasn't exactly... Um, he wasn't catching lightning in a bottle but he was catching like climate change in a bottle if you get my (laughs) drift, doesn't exist (laughs) but uh, what I'll tell you is you know I agree with you and I'm glad you brought that up I mean yeah you said it there's some shit that I can't say on the air here I'm not you know it's just it would betray uh, the trust I've built with it would betray the trust I've built with people in this business but People need to remember, and I'm guilty of it just as much as fans and vice versa, these are human beings we're talking about.
1: Right. And, yeah, and, and
0: their life isn't just within the confines of the rink or, or the game. They have lives. And, and tuka has got a family. He's got yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of us. And, uh, you know, you got you got to sometimes take things with a grain of salt and, and not jump to conclusions all the time. Like, uh, certain on-air people in this city, <laughs> Michael Felger. Um, you love Felger. <laughs> and, and, and the guy who has his lips stuck to uh, Felger's ass uh, yeah. would be Tony Maserati. Yeah, you know, guys like those take me off. Yeah, I, I just, they throw stuff out there, and I get it. I've done it too, you know, to, to see if it sticks and, and to see if uh, you're going to get some traction there and get listeners, fine. But the problem is... Is that Bruins fans are so passionate oh. that they run with that, and then they think They're that like rabid animals. They think that is the absolute truth, and I hope that you and I, through through our banter here on the Bruins beat on CLNS Media, um, can sort of dissolve, you know, like dissect that, so to speak, and and get to the bottom of it for our listeners. So I, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun here, and you know what, we're only doing like a half hour. So let's get right into it right now. We are in the midst of what I like to call the real trade deadline, but yet this trade deadline runs the span of a week usually, right. and maybe a week later if you count free agency with the NHL entry draft and free agency. But now we've had extra days added on because of the current NHL expansion draft that's going on, and there's a you know just been a ton of chatter over the last week. Uh, my phone, I've been glued to it. I'm, I'm i just started a bartending job. I'm I'm trying to see I'm trying you to bartending, me. man. We bartenders. I didn't want to get in trouble with the manager. She's like, Can't use your cell phone here. I'm like, yeah, but like it's you know, the expansion draft. She's like, What the hell are you talking about? So <laughs> I, you know, I can't get <laughs> fired over it, but I'm doing my best to stay on top of things. Um and I, I urge our, our followers to 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 follow us here, follow me on Twitter. At Murphy's Law 74, I'll try and give you as well. By the way, what's your Twitter handle there, Joe? Uh, Big Bad Bruins 88. There we go. So that's where you will find Joe Gill. So follow us uh, within this period we're talking about all the way up until, I'll say, like July 7th. And that's when things will start to finally calm down. People think the hockey season ended when the Penguins hoisted a cup. (laughs) It just got cuckoo. And the Bruins, just like every other NHL club have a chance to improve, right. keep their roster the same, or make it worse in the in this period we're speaking of right now. And, uh, Joe, as this period began, as a Bruins fan, on your mind, what was the ultimate thing you want to see the Bruins do? And I'm going to let you know, as we speak, if they're currently close to that or at least working on it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, we all know that they're going to start – uh, you know, infusing the talent, I mean, the young talent they have coming up, right? So, um, you know, Charlie McAvoy, we all know, is pretty much here to stay. He showed enough in the playoffs, blew my mind. I think it blew most, maybe yours as well, most Bruins no, fans. Did, Joe, and
0: I had already seen him play a lot, Joe, but, yeah. I mean, nothing could have predicted what he did in the playoffs. It was amazing.
1: Oh, so he even surprised you, too. Okay, yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the maturity level of that kid and the amount of minutes he played and how he, you know, he kept Chowra somewhat fresh, right? Because Chowra, you know, put up, what, 25 minutes a game, I think, something like that, um, and for a guy who's almost 40 years old. So that was very impressive. I mean, then you got um, JFK coming up, and you got um, Bjork sign, which was a good surprise. I mean, everybody was telling, you know, you might know some more about that, Jim, that he wasn't going to sign. He's going to go back to ND, Notre Dame. So that was a very good, nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I'm forgetting someone on top of my head, and I can't remember the other forward. Uh, what, What they rookies? Oh, we got DeBrus coming up, and, uh, you know, uh, Sission, and you got got uh, Zabor, uh, Zaboral. That's, you know, the, the three guys they drafted a few years ago, they're all maturing at a good rate. So it looks like uh, one of them is probably going to, what, DeBras might
0: break the uh, lineup, right, in Boston? Yeah, he could. He could, yeah, that, but. Go ahead. The, the one thing to remember, though, too, is, you know, and that's why th- this period we're in right now is going to determine a lot of if those guys you're talking about can break the lineup, because hopefully I, I can tell you for a fact that the Bruins are trying to unload a, a lot of veterans and a lot of salary right now. Jimmy uh, Hayes? <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Don't him. I him.
0: Like, before we go on, I want to tell you guys right now that I had an NHL source tell me Okay, um, I, I I can't. That's all I can tell you is yeah, that's fine. NHL source. I, I don't want to get into details to sort of give off who it was, but this is comical. Oh, please tell me. And here's some breaking news for you on the Bruins beat here on CLNS Media. The Boston Bruins, according to my source, all right now I, I follow. Fu- Followed up with my Florida sources and my Boston sources, and they all denied yeah. it, but I still trust this source. Just, and, and by the way, for fans out there, let's, let's make, make it clear that when teams deny it, that usually means it's true. That doesn't mean it's not, all right, like, oh, okay, that's it, it's over, it's not true. That usually means it's actually true. Uh, so both sides deny this, but according to my source, the Bruins called the Panthers recently and offered Jimmy Hayes back for Riley Smith.
1: No, they didn't. Are you serious? <laughs> they try to reverse it. Oh my god!
0: Straight up, the same trade. Like, hi, we made a mistake. Um, Real bad let, one. Let me let me pick up your bar tabs for life. And uh, yes. take it, 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 you know, pay for a couple of vacations for you. But please, please, can we just get a do over here? Can we yeah, get they a that. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of people got A lot of people in the hockey world, the insiders, the scouts. Management. Uh, this got around pretty quick, um, and, and yeah, and just another was, thing to laugh at the Bruins for.
1: How many? More, how many more years to get on his contract,
0: Jimmy? Was it Jimmy Hayes?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna have to go check that right now as we Under speak. Two? But I want to say off the top of my head, one more. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh,
1: I know uh, Jason. But, but Riley Smith
0: has five years at five million. So well, I don't. Yeah. I still actually would do that deal if I was the Bruins.
1: Well, I mean, he had he had his good se- first good season, and then he kind of tailed off, and then we thought he you know he was a bust, and then he played really well in Florida. But I remember I don't know if you know this, but we actually started a GoFundMe page uh, to actually buy out Jimmy Hayes for his contract. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get much, we didn't get any money on it, but it was a funny thing. It kind of went around, but yeah, what a, he was.
0: Yeah. Also, cr- you, cr- you, by the way, Joe, just to not to cut you up, but I am correct. UFA. Uh, after this coming season. He's making 2.3. So, I mean, in so many ways, that deal would be idiotic for the Bruins, just the fact they get the nerve to still ask. Uh, But then you look at the money you're taking on when it's pretty clear you're trying to free up money right now and filter in young kids. Um, I want to get back, though. Joe, get back. So, all right, you you, you like that they're filtering the young guys. Yes. But uh, through the expansion draft, Uh, And and people say, well, how can the Bruins improve uh, via the expansion draft? Well, through trades. And, 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 you know, as we'll get into, as you'll see, you know, between now and our next podcast, you'll understand what we're talking about, that uh, this expansion draft and and the way the NHL constructed it has just opened the doors wide open for so many deals that you would have never seen until maybe the Thursday before the draft starts on Friday. Um, Right. And it's it's great, but, so, if you're Don Sweeney, give me the primary thing you're doing right now uh, to improve this team, and on July 7th, let's say, right. uh, sit down with the media and let the f- fans know where you stand for the upcoming season.
1: Well, I think I think you need to, well, you're going to improve the team by subtraction and unload some of these veterans like the Adam McQuaid to the world, and, uh, you know... Um, Colin Miller looks like he's not I'm going to pay him
0: He will be gone if Colin Miller isn't taken by Vegas to then yeah. turn around and trade him to Toronto. We'll see right, if that I, happens. I saw that.
1: Yep, I saw yeah. that about that. Yeah, right I saw, now,
0: just thinking, Adam McQuaid is the target on the Bruins roster as we record this. He is the target for the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, because well, which would be good for the Bruins? Of course, because you know we all we all said that after Kevin Miller had a really good bounce back season, which I was never a Kevin Miller fan, but you got to give the guy his uh, kudos. He played very well last year. Yep. and uh, Adam McQuaid and him are the same guy, so it'd be good to get rid of you know Adam McQuaid, and he's always injured, as we all know. I don't think he's played a complete season since two thousand eleven. Um, so I think you know, showing up that defense, putting some of the younger guys back there, they definitely need to do that. Uh, and then you know, the firepower up front. I mean, outside of the um, number one line, which has been a rotating door with, uh, you know, you have Bergeron and Marshawn, of course, but then who the hell, it could be Pasternak, it could be Bacchus, who knows. But they need some stability after that first line, because they really don't have any. They're still trying to figure that out, and they need to get Crutchie, his winger, that he's been wanting forever.
0: Um, Wait, 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 just one sec. Why do they have to get Crutchy his winger, and not Crutchy just play better? Well, no, I agree there, too. That's absolutely. I mean, it's true. like, at what point do they stop spoiling hey. David Krejci a, a, and letting him lean on that as an excuse? I mean, well, the second he did that, what was that, two years ago, yeah. when he took a shot at the team, and he was like, well, you know, if they gave me a permanent ring, winger again, uh, like I have with Nathan Horton, uh, or Milan Lucic, uh, then maybe I'd be better. No, how about you go out and just do your job and shut up, and, and, and stop being yeah. such a I. Look, I'm with you on everything you just said, and I think one thing that I would have stressed a little even more is they need a number one or number two defenseman because Zidane right. Chara cannot be that guy anymore. Yes, it's amazing warhead. what he did. I'm not dispelling that, but you can't depend on him. It's, it's not fair to him. It's not right. fair to you. It's not fair to the future of this organization. So I think that would be my primary focus, and I can tell you that it is Don Sweeney's. I know for a fact he's been in a lot of talks uh, for guys like Vatnin, uh, I, I think, you know, he's probably likely... We heard Dean, but according to Michael Russo of the Minnesota Star-Tribune uh, on Monday, that wasn't a case. The Bruins were never close on him. Um, but they are in a lot of defense right now, uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But my other thing, I would have exposed Krejci. Really? I know, that. like, I mean, Vegas isn't going to take him because they said right up front that they're going to take as minimal... Big salaries as they right, right. um but I would have exposed him because not, that's Jim, what, I see what, that could have happened, Joe. What could have happened is what, and what you know, we'll likely be discussing. Happened a lot is that Vegas could have worked out a deal with say Anaheim mm-hmm. for Fatman right? One of their young D men, or Minnesota, they could have worked out a deal. With a team that feels like they're knocking on the door and needed a number one center, and and taking Craigie and then they never have to pay his salary because they just turn around and deal him to that team, um, right. and then the Bruins are free of that money. They're free of this crybaby who blames everyone except himself, and they right. can move on. You know, I I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. It was interesting that they didn't do that. I just thought it would have been worth the risk.
1: Speaking of crybabies, I mean is that. Uh, I mean, Ryan Spooner was not <laughs>
0: on that list, which is shocking as hell to me. So they just got That's all. No, buddy. I'm telling you right now. What's that? That's because he's he's approaching Jimmy Hayes' status, where yeah. you might be lucky if you get a bag of pucks for him. Oh. That's how bad his value went down. When I look, as you said earlier, despite however you felt about Chloe Julian. Yeah. When he went out. Oh, he's right about it. Yeah, it right. Claude, yeah but right or wrong. Yeah. That, that's a whole separate show, in my opinion. But, I mean, right or wrong, you don't say that. You just don't.
1: No, I know. He's you know, right. No, that was no. I meant sort of.
0: looked at him right there, and I said, look, kid, you know what? Claude's actually right. You do suck in your own end. And, yes, you've got a good trade-off in the fact that you're an amazing power play player. You've got some raw skill. But you're not in a position to sit there and blame the coach.
1: Incredible. And I don't
0: want I don't want a young kid like that. If that's if he's already thinking like David Krejci at age 24, whatever he is, you don't want him. And I, I I think that really put the Bruins in a bad spot there because I know they had already been trying to deal him. And then when a lot of GMs saw that, they're like, you know what, this kid's a bad egg. I don't want him.
1: Well, I mean, and then you know you got probably rubbing off on Bartrano and he said something too. Um, but because you know.
0: So I'll give him a little credit, though that was not as much as a shot at Claude as it was just at the situation. Okay, you go back and look at it, but I, I know what you're saying. That that didn't help either. I mean, these what? kids need to learn to can it, squelch their play. Jimmy, you know how, how fall, how far someone fallen? Like when uh, you know when Chirelli was still there, uh, you
1: know Spooner was off the table, and Malcolm Subban was off the table. We wouldn't, we're not even going to talk about those two guys
0: trading them and look at them now. I know. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Oh, speaking of, this is why we need so many, so much more time, Joe. I could tell you some good mouth and oh, stuff. I love it. I
1: love inside stuff, man.
0: But, but, but let's just—it's—it's well-known knowledge. Uh, it's out there for anyone to see. It's fact. Can you believe that Matt Murray was drafted after him? Oh, good
1: lord! Please, yeah, we can't we can't hit them all because before uh, the last two uh, couple years we didn't hit any.
0: Yeah, hello, Zach Hamill. <laughs> um, anyhow, hey, listen, I, I, I think I'm with you on that, and I, I will tell our listeners that uh, right now, as far as I know, as we record this, and I don't want to make this too time sensitive, but, I mean, Don Sweeney is in talks with as many as eight teams, as oh. far as I know. Uh, his main target is a young, already NHL-experienced, one or two defensemen, and he knows it's going to cost him an arm and leg. He may end up dealing some names where you're going to be like, "Whoa, what, what?" And I, I'm with him. They have to. I think he needs to do what he can get there because he's got McAvoy. So there's, there's one of your top pairing, but yeah. you need another one to go there, or you need an, or or maybe you put a stay at home with McAvoy, yeah, and then you and then you put a top sort of one two guy that can can be that third defenseman. And put a stay-at-home with him, and you get that balance. Who knows? Oh, Z's gonna, you, Z definitely falls to three or four now. I mean, he's he's. I, I think a play. I think Z's almost approaching five or six. Ooh, ouch! Hey, I I don't know about you, but I thought he played very well last year. Considering I thought he played great, but I mean, we're talking next year now. So you're talking four more months on on the age calendar here, and mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy. That was playing minutes last year that a guy his age should not be playing. And not saying that he can't play him, he did it like he said, he did a good job playing them. Right. But, you know, Mother Nature kicks in sooner or later, as, as you and I both know. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so true, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe we should do a podcast on that. But uh, <laughs> oh, no, that would be depressing. <laughs> I'm all set on that part. <laughs> it might be comical, too, though. I, I, I think a lot of people can relate. But uh, hey, listen, all I'm saying is, you need, I think, yes, it's great they're getting younger, but it seems to me like they're getting really younger up front and not young right. enough on the back end. And I think that needs to be the goal right now. Uh, <laughs> I keep Juca as is. I'm fine with the job he did last year. Yeah, I thought he too. had a great bounce back here. So, what do you uh,
1: do for backup? Do you still go out and look for someone Because oh, yeah. had a little bit of a streak at the end, but that was it. I mean, he yeah, sucks.
0: And, and I think one of the places to look is Vegas because Vegas. Uh, as as the listeners, by the time they listen to this, will probably find out, is likely drafting a lot of goalies. Um, They're going to have some goalies to deal. That's a good place to look. Uh, And there's a lot of good young goalies out there. So many teams are up against it. You can steal a guy right now. It just takes scouting. And I hope that's what the Bruins Pro Scouts were doing this past year because I agree with you. The goaltending backup position needs to be taken care of. I'd look at Jimmy Howard in Detroit, to be honest. Oh, I would mind. I would mind him at all. But his salary is kind of tough, so I don't know. Yeah, true, true. You know, but uh, you know, Peter Morazic, who the yep. Red Wings exposed. Who knows?
1: Hey, I mean, like uh, you know, wise man once told me from uh, from the first uh, version of this show. That uh, you know, gotta be patient. The youth movement's coming, and I didn't want to believe anything he said. Uh, I think his name was Jason. Uh, anything he said, but you know, he was right because I-, I wanted to win. You know, I want to get back in the playoffs and win today. But after seeing how they sprinkle some of the kids in there, how McAvoy's coming, I mean, he's exciting right now. It's exciting the future
0: finally. Yeah, and you know, and and, and you know, good on Jason because that's the way you have to be in the salary cap era. Uh, things are so different now. You can't you can't be like the old Rangers. Uh, of old, you know, where it was always about winning that. You can't do that. It's impossible. And you have to realize after that to, you know, balance the present and the future. And don't get stuck in the past. Oh, they did that for long, Mr. Shirelli. I think that was one of the brewing. I don't know if it was all Shirelli. We'll get into it on another show. But I think in general, the organization, just as many organizations that win a cup do, they get stuck. They fall too in love. I mean... You know, I was watching the Red Sox, uh, just to make a baseball reference, I was watching the Red Sox Royals, and I heard, uh, I, I think it was Jerry Remy talking about, you know, the, the Royals is sort of at that point where they can't continue to be so in love with those guys, that core that brought them a World Series a few years ago, uh, where they're going to have to start to filter some of those guys out, you know, and and not, there's no cap in baseball. All they have is a luxury tax. So can you imagine if they're talking about that in baseball, how difficult it is in, in hockey, and I, I, well, I think that the Bruins have done a great job in the last few years of really cultivating that system again and, and realizing this is how it has to be done. How did I mean? How did the Blackhawks do what they did? I mean, they, they look like they completely oh beat the God. system. It's unreal. That's catching up to them, though, isn't it? No, oh, now finally, I mean, that
1: first round knockout to Nashville, I think, really woke people up that they might be on the back nine Man. finally.
0: Yeah, and I I, I think that you and I might be talking about it maybe a little, even though it's not necessarily directly Bruins related, but I I think we're going to be here maybe by the time we record again. We could be recapping a monster Blackhawks trade. I mean, they're talking about, you know, getting rid of the likes of uh, Kruger or some third liners, but you look at their cap situation, man. They're in a a lot worse shape than the Bruins, and they might have to move a big name like a Corey Crawford. So we'll see what happens.
1: Well, you know, but if I had to make a trade, like in 13 in that Stanley Cup, I mean, those two teams, a couple bombs the other way, the Bruins win that series. I really feel that way. Um, But they were very, you know, very close talent-wise and all that stuff, I thought, very close, especially in that series. But then, uh, you know, after that, the management, the mismanagement, took one team one direction, one team the other. So it just tells you, if you don't have a great guy as a GM or a guy that really knows what he's doing –
0: or you know, so I think scouting is even more important. I, I I think scouting actually trumps being a GM. I yeah, think you're that, right, you're right, you're right. But they have really the, bad run, yeah. But I I think even on the flip side, but part of that is the GM because he better put together a good amateur and pro scouting department. I will tell you though, I don't necessarily blame it all on management there. I think there are a lot of deals. You know what that. I mean, if you go back and look at it, we could we could dedicate a whole show to this. Maybe, what deal would you have been able to do differently and win that cup that didn't screw you up later on salary cap wise?
1: Well, I mean, I thought I thought they really sold their souls to the devil in that cup. If you think about it, I mean, they did, they did, they did. All... But
0: are you are you upset about? It? I mean, no, I
1: mean, no, no, I mean, I Ben, never no saw a
0: cup in our lifetime,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm greedy, man. We can't. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, I think as Boston sports fans, we become very greedy over the years and I understand it but um, I, just quickly and I and I think this is goes back circling back to what we're saying about a one or two defenseman being the the primary target here in the, in these three weeks that we're in the midst of now um, when Zenano Chara was treated like a turnstile uh, at a great concert you name your band and I know you and I are great music fans we're gonna have a lot of good music in this show. But when he was treated like a turnstile by the Montreal Canadiens in 2014, that seven-game series uh, that the Canadiens won on TD Garden Ice, uh, you know, right then, he was exposed not only within that series, within the confines of it, but he was exposed to the whole NHL by the Canadiens there. And I remember sitting with Russ Conway, legendary hockey writer, and Russ looking at me saying... They need to trade him right now. If they wait three months, it's too late. They need to trade him right now. Now, of course, you've got to get him to waive the no-movement clause. So that's a whole other story. But I know for a fact they weren't shopping him at all then, and they should have been listening a lot to offers then for Zanano Char because I think that his value league-wide was was still at an all-time high. Right. I'm not saying that he hasn't he's been horrible since because we both said it, I think he's overachieved. I think he's been
1: been still a guy.
0: But that was the moment I think when a lot of stuff hit the fan. And you know, if they had to look back, that's what they gotta do. So now they gotta realize as we're saying now, let's circle back to right now. We're both in agreement, Joe, right? Right. Don't fall in love with anybody right now. No, definitely not. This is a business. And if it means giving part of a guy that wears that cup ring from 2011, right. you got to do it, and that's why Adam McQuaid was exposed. I mean, he's no, a big true. guy in that clubhouse, man. Whether we agree with his contract or not is a different story, but he's a key part of that clubhouse.
1: Oh yeah, he is. I mean, they lost a lot of that leadership, you know, over the he's, years. So
0: yeah, and so to lose character that—that's a sacrifice, but that's part of moving forward. So uh, as the Bruins hopefully move forward. Uh, I'm excited to move forward, Joe, with you yep. on uh, hear, this Ruin Speed podcast on CLNS Media. Uh, this is our first edition together, man. I had fun. Yeah, Jimmy and Joe. This is how we're going to do it, Jane, J. Baby, yeah. <laughs> Murphy and Gill. Sounds like a like a law firm for the IRA.
1: Yeah, <laughs> more Sounds like a good uh, Irish drinking team yeah, We one. should
0: have a, an office and a pub In Southie, there we go that hey, sounds listen, good. It, This is the, uh, the Bruins Beat With Joe Gill, I'm Jimmy Murphy Signing off, we will talk to you When the madness is over Stay with us here on CLNS Media